What's up, everybody? It's Jacob Jones jumping on the podcast game for the first time ever. I've always talked about doing a podcast forever in my life and uh, decided to kind of just jump on now. Uh, hopefully, the roommates, maybe one time, will be, uh, we'll come up with our own podcast down the road. We've always talked about it, especially my uh, current roommate right now and one of my best buds from high school, uh, Ryan Durdak. Big sports guy, and so am I. Big, huge sports guy. A uh, little bit of background about myself, you know, living up in Chico, from the Bay Area, big time Oakland fan, Oakland A's, Raiders, Warriors, even though they're going to San Francisco, unfortunately, and that's a discussion that we can have on the side, potentially maybe on the podcast, and then also a little bit of a, a casual Sharks fan as well. Uh, kind of what I wanted to go into today was kind of talk about the... Uh, as you know, like I mentioned, a, a big Oakland A's Raiders fan. I uh, want to get into, um, probably want to start off with the Raiders because everyone's football season's in full effect, but mainly definitely want to get into some uh, Oakland A's just because they're playing some great baseball and the whole world is shocked at how well the A's are doing. So kind of just get right to it. So the Raiders this year, man. I thought last year was probably the best the most best chance they had before obviously they had their big trade with Khalil Mack. Um, Raiders coming off their 12 and 4 year and then they go 6 and 10 last year. Now we can say that yeah, was, they fired Jack Del Rio. They they can blame Jack for all I want call him Twitter Rios. Some of the couple of people that I love to listen to out in the Bay Area is what they call him. And you know, unfortunately, I I definitely think a lot of the blame should be put on Rio just because of how mismanaged he was. And it's funny, he got his extension and just didn't really look like he gave a fuck out there. And it really just like kind of ticked me off. And, you know, the biggest move that they really shouldn't have made was firing uh, Bill Musgrave. Like that, that was the reason why Derek looked so good that these, this, like for early in his career before he got his extension. And, you know, they put in Todd Downing and look what happens. Todd Downing's horrible offensive coordinator. Don't even know how the hell he has a job in Minnesota as a quarterback's coach. But hey, you know what? Maybe he might survive in the league like that. But kind of going into Derek right now, I do not know what's going on with that guy. It's crazy. Derek started off his career ruined really well. What? Three thousand over three thousand five? What? 3,000 yards for his first, like, four years. And now I don't even know if he's going to even get to that point after watching game one. Yes, it's still early. But, man, all he does is just throws checkdowns. I mean, check down, check down, check down. I mean, what was the guy that was a gunslinger that we used to compare him to? Uh, what's uh, Brett Favre? Everyone used to compare him to. Just huck it down the field, take chances. Don't even see that anymore. And if he does try to take chances, he's either usually underthrowing it a lot. And we saw that in game one against the Rams. And... Quite frankly, that was just ridiculous. I mean, looked really good in the looked pretty good in the first half. I would say, for uh, not gr- like great, good was looking all right. Definitely like sparked the offense. Twenty one for twenty four. I mean, that's not too bad. But you know, that second half, holy smokes! I don't even know what the heck happened. I went to bed by then. I I work at a for Target. I worked the uh, early morning shift. I. Uh, run our truck the unload process here in Chico and to be honest I don't even, I'm so happy I didn't even watch that part of the game and Ryan was had a huge had a bet going on he's like oh it was telling me 
oh, it's gonna, it's Gruden, everyone's banking on the Rams and kick their butt, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, it's, I feel like it's overhyped. And, you know, as you can see, it was overhyped. And, you know, Derek just could not get it going. And he could not figure it out at, in the second half. Um, a lot of it, they say, has to do with Gruden's sc- scheming. I think Gruden schemed the game pretty well, in my opinion. I think Derek just does not have any confidence at all whatsoever, which is really sad because their offensive line is one of the best in the league. And watching a lot of the, watching a little bit of the highlights and whatnot and some game film, you know, you can just really tell that Derek has no confidence at all whatsoever, does not want to move up in the pocket when the pocket collapses. And sure enough, he's even like throwing the ball away when the pocket's not even collapsing. Like he's, he does not have a good feel for the pocket right now, Am. Quite frankly, I don't want to sell any stock on him yet because, you know, this is the Raiders' first time they've had a a good quarterback in, gosh, what, since Rich Gannon maybe? I wouldn't even consider Carson Palmer just because the Raiders, yeah, they went 8-8 eight and eight with one, like I think one season with Carson Palmer. But in reality, Derek has been, I would think, out, like was really outstanding early in his career. I mean, it is still early, obviously. He's shit, he's in his prime right now, man, but... Just right now, he is not looking good at all. So hopefully, you know, game two coming up here. What, they play in the Denver Broncos Sunday at one. I mean, hopefully they can figure it out then. He actually takes some shots, but he really has struggled in, in Denver. And it, quite frankly, I don't know what's going to happen. And so, but let's get into the Khalil Mack trade. So that was a huge shocker waking up that next morning, seeing that Khalil Mack was getting traded to the Bears. Um, yeah, great. They got two first-rounders in return, but they gave away a second-round draft pick next year also in the trade. Like, who, who does that? I mean, I mean, it, it's weird. It sounds like it was on, all on Green, then you hear it's all on McKenzie. Like, it doesn't... No one... No one like, what's going on? If you're someone that's buying in and saying McKenzie's running the show, you're fucking high. Flat out. McKenzie is not running the show at all. Flat and simple. Because who in the world as a GM would ever trade a second round draft pick along with the best defensive player, I would say, in the league right now along and getting two first rounders in return? If you're going to trade the best defensive player in the league and a second rounder, I mean, what are you doing? Like, no GM does that. Unless you're a head coach. And that's why I think Gruden, who knows if this is even going to work out. Like, you, he's got a hit on two first-rounders now in this draft and the following draft. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, quite frankly, if they were going to actually trade this guy, they should have traded back earlier and thinking they weren't going to sign him. Yeah, they said they were going to sign him, but quite, I, I don't know. I, I think the Raiders had the money. They just didn't want to cough it up. They didn't want to take the chance and cash out on the guy. And that was the unfortunate part. It sounds like you're just reading rumors and all these blog posts and stuff. And it sounds like the Raiders weren't even coming close to about $70 million, which is insane. I mean, they should have been offering the guy $80 million just flat out on the table. Bet you Khalil would have taken that in a heartbeat before Aaron Donald signed his $87 million guaranteed contract, which is nuts. And everyone says, like, you know, I'm talking to a couple of people and, you know, they say that Aaron Darnold is better than, potentially going to be better than Khalil Mack, which 
I can understand. Like, it is pretty impressive to see what Aaron's doing down in St. Louis, and he's a more he's an interior guy where Khalil's a defensive end on the outside. So, you know, Khalil can get to the quarterback a little bit quicker than Aaron Donald can, but it's a lot more pretty impressive to see what Aaron Donald can do inside on the line and break through uh, double um, double coverage on him and whatnot. Like, that's just impressive, but... I mean, you know, he didn't even look that... I mean, but to be honest, like, the Raiders did a great job in that first game. I mean, they, they got Darnold. They stopped Darnold. I don't even know if Darnold even got pressure on Derek that whole game. I mean, maybe once. I think their outside rusher got to him at least once, got a sack on him. But, I mean, just right now, man, you, you just see what Khalil did in the first game of the season against uh, Green Bay. Just absolutely destroyed their line. Got an interception, strip sack, fumble... Took the interception to the house. I mean, guy just guy can play. The guy can play, and you know he's worth that ninety million dollars. And quite frankly, the Raiders the Raiders blew it on that one, and they let one of the like I said one of the best players in the game walk early in his prime. And you know, I just I just don't see the Raiders even competing for playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, I t- I talked to a lot of guys, and they're trying to remain optimistic. I, I'm not going to be optimistic at all this year. I mean, this is. It's sad. I mean, it doesn't even sound like the Raiders, even, like, just judging by Gruden and what he's saying in his press conferences, he doesn't even want to try to compete this year. He just wants to rebuild the whole team, which is, quite frankly, I think, insane. I get it. Like, I get what he wants to do. He's got 10-year contract, you know, and whatnot, which is insane to pay a coach $10 million to get him out of the booth. But, you know, I just, in my opinion, I just think that he is going the wrong direction with what he's doing and... You know, he should hopefully will, you know, keep Derek in the long run because Derek has shown that he can be an elite quarterback. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that if Derek can get back to what he was, he'll be elite. And if they can get back to the playoffs next year, great. But to me, like, I just see the Raiders going four and four and 12, five and 11 at best. It's just, it is not looking good this season at all. And a lot of it has, doesn't, yeah, their offense definitely is struggling, but their defense is just, God awful again. Yeah, they have a lot of young talent, which they got. I really like what I saw from Art. Like, I'm going to see hopefully down the road from Arden Key, um, Hertz, and then uh, PJ Hill, who they drafted this year. I think they got some really good talent down there. It all just depends on how well they do. And, you know, unfortunately, we have to, they have to learn just under Bruce Irvin now, which was beast with that coming in with that strip sack um, on Monday night, which was awesome to see. Could you imagine how many strips, how many sacks they would have had probably on Monday if Khalil were playing? They would have had probably at least two or three, like three, maybe four sacks easily. Easily. Jared wouldn't have thrown for how well he had. Yeah, Jared, that offense, Rams offense is awesome. It's lightning fast. And Jared, I mean, it's so funny. Everyone hates hate on Jared Goff and quite frankly, I worked the Cal games when I went to Los Bedanos College for baseball. And uh, we had to work the Cal games there um, every Saturday. And, you know, we went first year I went there was when Zach Maynard, I think it was his senior year. And gosh, he was horrible. Let me tell you, I, I've never seen a guy more wor- worse in the, in, in the college than Zach Maynard. I mean, UCLA, I'm a big UCLA Bruins fan. And I mean, UCLA's had some pretty bad quarterbacks. But Zach Maynard, I, I don't even know what the hell that guy was even doing starting. 
I mean, the the Cal had it was funny. Cal had a quarterback that I played against in high school. His name was Zach Klein, San Ramon Valley High School guy. Really good quarterback, one of the best arms I've ever seen, probably in high school. And I mean, I I played I would consider probably the best league in Northern California and East Bay Athletic League. Went to Granada High School. That league is full of that was that uh, Santa Monica Valley, uh, Monta Vista. Um, gosh, what is it? Cal High. Cal High was another great football program. They just were elite. Probably the only team that could ever compete with De La Salle in our league because nobody could beat De La Salle. I mean, that's just flat out simple. Everyone knows that. Like, I mean, I think the only teams that can probably compete with De La Salle were Pittsburgh. And B-Val, which was considered, I guess, quote-unquote, one of the weakest leagues in California. And then any Southern California team or out-of-state team can, can, would, would compete with De La Salle. So, all in all, though, like we, that league was awesome. But anyway, I just remember that year we had the two quarterbacks go on to play. It was Zach Klein from Santa Ramon Valley, went to Cal, and then Sean Mannion. He's in the league right now. Playing, I think he's a backup quarterback actually for the Rams now. He went off to play at Oregon State. Those two guys, probably the best arms I ever witnessed in high school. They were a grade above, or Sean Manning was a year grade above me, but Zach Klein was my year. But anyway, I, it was just insane. So the reason why I say that is because, you know, kind of going off topic from Jared Goff is that, you know, when Cal High, when Cal Berkeley got rid of Tedford, which was the dumbest move ever, I mean, the guys. At Fresno State, just tearing it up right now, and I think Fresno State's going to be great this year. They're probably you know maybe lose, maybe I would say three four three four games at most, if that. I mean, if they lose a game, it's going to be out of conference or maybe to Boise State, just because Boise always has a good football team every year. But yeah, Zach Maynard, God, I remember going to those games and. They were just always a nightmare, and you just can tell like no one ever showed up for the games after that. I think they went like two and like ten that year, two and twelve or something. It was just horrible. And then they started Jared Goff the following couple years, and that guy can ball. I mean, that guy can play football. Guy can sling the ball down the field. Had a great receiver in Keenan Allen, who's balling in in um, L.A. now, and I just like to call him San Diego though because technically they should be in San Diego, not L.A. But, man, Jared Goff, man, he is one hell of a quarterback. And a lot of people were doubting this guy because the, the, the way the Rams traded up to get him. And he's looking like a top five, top five, uh, going to be a elite, probably a top ten quarterback here in the next couple of years for sure, just the way he's playing. And he's got all the talent in the world around him with Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, and Todd Gurley around him. I mean, that's just just elite right there and then he's got a great defense behind him to play or right right on the other side of the field with Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib I mean that's just insane but so I just don't do my honestly going back to the Raiders I I just don't see him competing in the AL and the AFC sorry not the AL the AFC West it just does not look good at all for them and I, I, I truly think the Broncos are going to beat him this, this weekend. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a, a beat down. I think Case Keenum coming off a great year out in uh, Minnesota. You know, he kind of got screwed over, but you know what? I mean, they got Kirk Cousins in, in return for, you know, paying Kirk Cousins a fully guaranteed contract, which 
It's pretty crazy to see, but Kirk Cousins can ball. Now, I just don't know how well he'll do because he did pretty good in uh, Washington, but now that he's got an elite defense. I mean, he's going to be good, but I just see Case Keenum tearing apart that Raiders defense. I, I don't see Derek performing very well. He always struggles in Denver, but you never know. I mean, maybe somehow Derek grows a pair of balls and he actually, when he feels the pocket, and he actually just throws it down the field instead of always just checking it down to Marshawn. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Let's go on to a little bit of the Oakland A's, and I'm actually watching them right now as they're kind of they're scoreless right now through three. And um, I've kind of like really started getting into the A's probably starting in June, 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 July-ish when they started getting hot. You know, I uh, don't really watch much baseball. Kind, I'm kind of you know I'm a very diehard A's fan. Like I, I start watching it early, early on, and you know if I just don't see it from the A's in the first two three weeks, you know I kind of just turn the TV off and. You know, I'm kind of just, I turn into kind of one of those casual fans that will just kind of, if they're on, like, oh, cool, like, there's nothing else on, I'll just turn the A's on. And plus, you know, the Warriors are in full swing, and they're just best team, best team in the NBA. I mean, it's just, there's no, there's nothing you can say about that with what they have going on. And we'll get, I'll get more into the Warriors as the uh, podcast goes on. But the A's this year, I mean, it's, it is awesome to see how well they're doing, and yeah, I mean, you know what? They ended the season pretty well last year. I mean, they, they brought up Matt Olsen, Chapman, and, you know, they had all these guys up, these young guys up, and, you know, Matt Olsen hit 25 home runs in 84 games or something. I mean, that's insane. The guy's already got, I think, 24, 26 home runs already, and, you know, it's in 135 games. I mean, yeah, it wasn't as quick as he did last year, but the guy's still impressed. The guy, the guy can hit the ball well, and, but on the other side of the corner, Matt Chapman's having one hell of a year. I mean, the guy doesn't win Gold Glove this year. I, I don't know what, what, what's going on with the MLB awards. I mean, the guy, guy can ball at third base and he can hit. I mean, there. I, I in my personal opinion, I, I think he's, he's got the potential to be better than Josh Donaldson. I think he, I think in a couple of years he's going to have that MVP talent, not just from the. Um, defense side, but he's going to figure it out at the plate. He's going to be hitting 30 home runs here soon, close to 100 RBIs, probably hopefully next year. Like The guy's going to bring it around. He's going to be a five-tool player, I, there, I, no doubt in my mind. Um, guy, Like I said, the guy can just ball. And then they got Piscotty. I mean, Steven Piscotty, man, that I cannot believe they got Piscotty in the offseason. That was awesome. A great story. Um, wouldn't say I'm like very close friends with the Piscottis, but I did play um, baseball with um, Steve or not Steven, um, uh, what's uh, Austin and um, God, I played Austin the younger, the youngest, and then what what's the guy's name? Oh man, the guy I'm blanking on the middle guy's name right now. It's a uh, Steven Austin. Those I mean, holy smokes, I'm blanking on the middle guy right now. Um, guy played at Amador, played ball with him, all in Little League. He was a grade older than me. Um, if I can, I'll, I'll think about that name. I'll, I'll probably look it up while I'm talking, but, you know, anyway, but what a story that guy is having this year. I mean, his mom passed away with ALS. It was just very unfortunate. You know, prayers in my heart go out to that family just because, you know, like I said, I played, played ball with those guys, with, the with, um, with Austin and um, his middle brother, which, like I said, I'm looking up right now. But I, I, 
guys, th- th- those three can just play baseball. They really can. And, you know, unfortunately, um, Steven's been lucky and he played at Stanford and got drafted and, you know, played with the Cardinals and was very, very happy to see that the Cardinals had had a team-friendly deal to get him to Oakland. And guy's having a great year. He's ha- got almost 25 home runs. He might have 25 home runs, actually, to be honest. And guy's just playing some great baseball. And so, but we're at the weakest point for the A's right now, which is really, it actually is, and no one sees it as they're starting pitching. I mean... That at the beginning, I would say during their hot streak, they probably did actually have some really good starting pitching. They had Manaya, who was their ace, uh, Cahill and Hel- Cahill and Brett Anderson came in. Speaking of Matt Chavin, just hit a double down the line. I mean, like I said, the guy the guy can ball, man. The guy the guy can just swing the bat. But back to their starting pitching. So those three guys. Then you know I don't even know who the other guys were before then. I think it was what Paul Blackburn. I mean, Paul Blackburn. Don't get me wrong. I played ball against him. We played. We were we were supposed to play him in high school, if uh, they didn't lose to I think it was De La Salle. We if they would if they would have beat De La Salle, we would have played him in the semifinals, and I would have loved to face that guy. Guy can just pump, but guy just could not figure it out. And the majors right now, he got drafted high, and and A's ended up trading for him. And you know, I don't know if the guy's going to end up working out. We'll see, but. Guy I'm really high on, which I really wanted, was hoping he was going to be playing this year, was um, AJ Puck, the guy they drafted from Florida. That guy can ball, tall, left, lanky, lefty. Probably kind of reminds me a lot of um, potentially Randy Johnson. Just has that funky motion, can throw the ball nine up top up to 98. But unfortunately, the guy went down with Tommy John right at the end of spring training. I mean, the guy could be pitching right now for the A's, for all I know, and he could be potentially the second starter, I would say. I, I wouldn't consider him the ace just because of the way Mania has been pitching, the way Mania was pitching this year. Um, it's unfortunate Mania went down with the, it sounds like a rotator cuff injury, and he's going to be out on that next year since he got surgery. But, you know, hopefully A.J. Puck comes back next year fully ready to go, and, I mean, guy's going to be up next year, and hopefully he can get back to where he was. But, I mean, I think the A's ace right now is Mike Fires. I mean, Mike Fires was just pitching for the Houston Astros not too long ago and ended up playing, I think he was with Detroit. I think that's where the A's got him. I mean, he he's all right. Not like your typical ace that you want to have on a team, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you could consider even Edwin Jackson as the A's ace, to be honest. The guy, the guy came off the, wasn't even, I think, wasn't even on a team at the time, and the A's just decided, hey, let's take a chance and sign Edwin Jackson. And guy's just been, looks like he's back in his prime again when he was in uh, Detroit. I mean, when he was in Detroit with Verlander and Scherzer, my goodness. I mean, that uh, that was a nightmare for the A's. I just remember the A's playing that team in the um, 2000, between 2012 and 2014 because that's all the A's would fucking play in the playoffs, I felt like. You know, I mean, you get, the A's get, and they just get knocked out by Verlander every single year. I mean, it's just, Verlander can just play, man. I mean, I, look at you can look at him now. I mean, the guy is 34 years old, and he's still throwing the ball 95, 96 miles. It's, it's insane to me, the way he's just throwing it. So, but good for him, you know, and uh, back to the A's, honestly. I, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, it's, I, I'm shocked. There's just nobody 
even close to what they're like. I mean, besides Boston, the Yankees are kind of cooling off though. But I mean, Aaron Judge is going to be coming back here, so we'll see if the Yankees can keep up. But A's are the hottest team in baseball, and this it's just no, they're playing great baseball. They you know yeah, the Red Sox have a hundred wins, but just the way the A's have been playing since June fifteenth, they have the best record. I mean, it, with the pitching they have, the, the hitting's just been outstanding this year. They're just hitting the long ball like nothing. Chris Davis with another 40 home runs and 100-plus RBIs this year. I mean, the guy, that guy should be competing for an MVP. But unfortunately, you know, the batting average kind of plays a factor. And, you know, when you're only hitting like 250, and maybe, I don't even think he's hitting 250. I think he's hitting 245 with 40 home runs and 110 RBIs. I mean, that's it's impressive. It's still very impressive. And, Jed Lowry breaking out this year, just out of nowhere. He looked like Jed Lowry looks like he's playing like he was in uh, 2013. He was having like a career year, and you know that that was it's just awesome to see. So hopefully they keep it up, but I no doubt in my mind the A's are going to make the playoffs. It, whether it's winning, the, taking the division from Houston somehow, or getting that first, hopefully the second, or hopefully the first, I would say the first wild card spot. If they get the first wild card spot, they have a pretty good shot of beating the Yankees, I think. If they go to New York, I, I, it's going to be tough. I just, the, New York's got a really good lineup, but I think the A's can compete with it. Uh, let's go move along to a little bit of the, like, uh, let's, get, let's go to the Warriors real quick. Uh, Warriors. I, I'm kind of a casual fan a little bit when it comes to the Warriors. Like I said, you know, I, 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 I've kind of been on it. I was on and off until the Steve Kerr years. I, I started watching a lot when they had a little bit more, I would say, not a lot, but a little bit more when they got Mark Jackson as their head coach. And Mark Jackson, don't get me wrong, I mean, guy's a great coach. I mean, no one will give credit to him. I don't think it, there's some people that give credit to him, but not enough credit to the, what the guy brought in as talent-wise, and I just think he didn't use the talent, right, as you can see what Steve Kerr did, you know, actually starting Draymond and not Iguodala on a daily basis, you know, uh, obviously that's kind of the biggest point, I think the biggest reason that held back Mark Jackson was, you know, he started Iguodala over Draymond, which I, as you can see, was the wrong move in the long run, I mean, Draymond can ball, man, like the guy... Guy plays great defense, and a lot of people, there's not a lot, but there's a few people I talk to that think he doesn't play that great defense, but guy, guy plays great defense. Yeah, he can't really shoot the ball that much, I would say, but you know, you're not playing, you're not starting him to get you 20 points a night. You're starting him because he's going to play defense for you. He's going to block shots, and he's going he's gonna to be a great facilitator. Uh, let's go to, I want to talk about Steph a little bit, man. Steph, man, that I was very skeptical when the Warriors picked, got drafted him back. I think it was like oh nine, ten, maybe is when they drafted him from Davidson. Just yeah, everyone was talking a lot. He can shoot the ball well. You got that. He can shoot the long, the three point well and whatnot. But the guy could not stay healthy. I mean, I just remember him going down with an injury almost any time he came back. He was going down with an injury every game, and then you know everyone was super hyped about Monte and. At the time, because, you know, Monte was like the only guy we really had on the team that could shoot the ball well. I mean, 
Who else was like dealing with the team really? No, I, mean, I can't even remember anyone. Maybe, I mean, the only thing I really remember was how crappy they Beardrins was because they signed. They he had one good year and they signed him to a long term contract, and that was the dumbest deal in the world. I don't even know what the hell happened to Beardrins. I think he just got cut and just never made it back in the league because it was that bad. But I just remember when the Warriors made that trade for Mon- like traded Monte Ellis and everyone freaked out because they're like, oh great, like what's gonna happen like with Steph? Because no one knew what was gonna happen with that. And you know what? The Ra- the not the Raiders, the Warriors. Excuse me, but the Warriors just they hit on Clay Thompson and then Draymond Green. I mean, that is insane. That is awesome. I love the- I love Clay Thompson. I mean. He does have his hot and cold nights, but you can't doubt the, the Splash Brothers before Kevin Durant, man. I mean, they, they could just shoot the ball. And a lot of people hated that. They hated seeing this new type of basketball that we're going, that basketball is going to. Is everyone, sh- want, everyone wants to shoot the three now. No one's really trying to go for the two pointers. Everyone's shooting the three. Basically, what it is now is like the two-pointer. Like you better be able to shoot like ninety percent of the two points. Basically, with these these guys, if you can't shoot almost ninety percent of the two point, then you know you 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 won't be starting basically, because they want you shooting about thirty what thirty to forty percent maybe from the three yard line. I, I don't know. I like I said, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a big basketball fan, but you know, just kind of watching where the league's going. If they're kind of wanting to go towards the three point line more, they want more three point shooters. You know they're they're expecting you to be shooting thirty percent or more every year from the three point line. I mean they're even trying to find centers from shoot the three point line. I mean that's what happened with the Warriors this year. They just got just got Boogie. I mean that's that's crazy. I, I, they're taking a chance on Boogie. Yeah, I'll admit I I am not a Boogie fan. I have never been a big Demarcus Cousins fan when he was with the Kings. I just remember. I, the only games I ever went to go when the Warriors got this good were Kings and Warriors. And I just remember going to those games and just watching DeMarcus Cousin and just his attitude. Just, it, it's shit. I mean, it, it's a horrible attitude. Like, And I get it. Like, there's some calls that he doesn't get his way. and But quite frankly, I just, the guy just, I, that's kind of what really makes me think he's not that great of a basketball player. And, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's good. I think he's good. I just don't think he's great. But the Warriors can make him great, I think, in my opinion. I mean, he's got the, be- the best coach in the league right now. I mean, granted, Greg Popovich, great coach. Like, that, that guy's Hall of Famer. He's going to go down as one of the greatest coaches to play. But, I mean, if the Warriors end up doing what the Spurs did, and if they win five NBA championships with this team, I mean – I, I think they're I think they're going to be a bit I think just in my mind that that just shows that they're a better team than the Duncan years honestly I just and yeah I think people or a lot of people aren't going to take that in a good way honestly but just the way the Warriors adjusted they they made this new type of like offense in the league I would say just the way they were moving the ball fat like just selfless basketball is what everyone calls it right. There's not just like dishing it to one player just every single night, unless obviously someone has a hot hand. Like when Clay Thompson had his 54 point game night, which I went to, which was pretty cool. And he had that 37 point quarter, just 12, didn't miss one shot in the third quarter. That was awesome. But just the selfless basketball the Warriors have, I mean, that is what makes 
them so great. And you're starting to see a lot of teams go to that now. Like you see the Celtics going to that. The Spurs have, kind of, have pretty much kind of like been that, I would say. But after just seeing all these guys, like all the, they always got old, man. Like Ginobili got old, Parker got old. And, you know, obviously they drafted Kawhi. They have Danny Green. And, you know, now they have Paul. But it's just not the same they were when they had Duncan. I mean, as soon as Duncan retired, that team kind of just totally, they changed. They they. They have totally changed and everything, and you know, and they, now they don't even have Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi's gone. Kawhi, Kawhi's in Atlanta now, I think, if I'm correct. I mean, and Atlanta's going to compete again this year. And the East is open, especially now that LeBron's in LA, and I'll get to LeBron in a second. But the, the East is wide open. I, I mean, I, I, unless it, I guess Boston, right? I mean, Boston's going to run the show, but. I mean, the, the Hawks, if, with, with Kawhi going there, I think the Hawks can get better. I mean, the Hawks have already been a good team, but... Or is it the Raptors? Oh, well, you know what? I think it's the Raptors he went to. Oh, he went to the Raptors. What am I saying the Hawks for? The Raptors. So he went to Toronto. That's right. Well, either way, like, the, it doesn't matter. Like, the Hawks, Toronto, uh, the Hawks, or the Raptors, like, those guys compete. They're, 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 they're going to be the second, third seed this year. Like, no, no doubt in my mind behind the Celtics. So, I mean, they're going to compete against the Celtics, I think. But, you know, yeah, everyone's probably going to say the Celtics are going to sweep every series. But I, I don't see the Celtics sweeping the Raptors if they play the Raptors or the Hawks. I think, I think at least they'll, they'll get one or two games on the Celtics, in my opinion. But, you know, the Warriors, I think the Warriors are just going to dominate the West no matter what. I mean, with, with Kevin Durant on the team and just now that they have Boogie, the, the offense is just going to explode again. And now going to LeBron James in L.A., I mean, everyone thinks that they're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. It's just LeBron doesn't miss the playoffs, man. I mean, the guy, the guy puts the team on his back. Guy's getting old, yeah, granted, but guy doesn't even look like he's slowing down ever. I mean, it's guy's playing outstanding basketball. He's, uh, I don't want to say he's the, the greatest basketball player yet, because, you know, I, I hate to be a hater, but, I mean, I never got to watch the guy play, but, you know, I, I still think MJ is the greatest basketball player to ever play. You know, and, and watching MJ's highlights, it's it's unreal with the way the guy played basketball. And, yeah, LeBron's probably playing way better basketball than him, but will LeBron ever get to that many rings? I, I just don't know. I, I just don't see it. I mean... If LeBron wanted to, he he would have had to stay, I think, honestly, with with Cleveland and just try to beat the Warriors every year. I mean, yeah, everyone's going to get bored with Cleveland and Cleveland and the Warriors in there. But, you know, I guess it'll be sweeter if LeBron actually does get back to the, the championship by beating the Warriors. Because if he does, he's if he beats the Warriors, he's going to win the championship. I mean, there's no way he's going to beat. I, I I just don't think they'll beat the, they'll beat the Celtics. Uh, I mean, he'll, the, he will beat the Celtics. The Celtics won't beat L.A. if he makes it. But, I just don't see LA making it even close to the championship. I think LA is going to get knocked out in second round. They'll make it past the first, especially if they play. I mean, I don't know who's going to be second. I guess the Houston. If they play if they. I, hey, you know what? Actually, yeah. If they if they play the Warriors or Houston in the first round, they'll probably get knocked out. They'll definitely get knocked out by the Warriors. If they play Houston. They'll probably get knocked out, so they'd have to shoot for that sixth seed because the six. If they shoot for the sixth seed, they can probably knock out the the um, 
they can probably not. There's a potential chance they can probably not, like be sneaky and knock out like Utah. Um, Minnesota is going to be good this year. I think Minnesota is going to be competing for that three four spot. And, and the, everyone talks about the Thunder, but I the Thunder are going to be five at most, in my opinion. I, I just don't see the Thunder being up there. So uh, I'm not a big Russell Westbrook fan. Like I said, I'm a big. I I watch UCLA. Not just football and basketball. Yeah, I, I, Russell. Russell, to be honest, and everyone thinks that Russell was a great basketball player in college. He wasn't. Guy was. I didn't think he was that that great in college in UCLA. He was all right. I mean, I I was even shocked that he even made it to the league. To be honest, I mean, I I thought he would be like an undrafted and whatnot, not a not a drafted um, pick. But you know what? I mean. He, Thunder took a chance on him, and you know what? Sure enough, the guy the guy's playing great basketball. Don't get me wrong, but guy he doesn't play selfless basketball. The guy, and I think that's the reason why Kevin left. And no one's gonna admit that ever. Uh, and Kevin is kind of hiding it. Uh, he's kind of like that. Westbrook was the reason why he left, but I, I think that's the real reason why. I mean, I, I think that if Kevin would have taken control of that series fully. For the Thunder, I, I think that the Thunder would have knocked out the Warriors. And I think Westbrook tried to take control, and that was the issue. Is Westbrook tried to be the hero, and, and Westbrook's just not as good as Kevin. I mean, it, it's true. I mean, it, that's the problem. If he would have played more selfless basketball, um, you know, Thunder would have made it. I don't think they would have won, but I don't think Kevin would be with the Warriors. I, I think Kevin would still stay with the Thunder. And you know what? If Kevin would have stayed with the Thunder, though, I don't even know if the Warriors would have made, gone to Pete in or two in a row. I mean, it's, I think that's just what to happen. Damn, Tampa just scored. Shoot. Well, speaking of when Jackson just gave up, but hey, it's still early, still early. But a, A's got to win. Back to the A's a little bit actually. They, they got to win these series. They had like probably the, one of the easiest schedules for the rest of the year, and if they. If they don't win these, these all these series, finish off the year, I'm shocked. I mean, they I think they play Tampa, they play the Angels, and I think they play the range. I think they play the Rams. I play Rangers one time, but I know they play Seattle. They're gonna beat Seattle. They'll they'll take two out of three of those sweep Seattle. Seattle is done for. Their season's over. Just they Seattle had their chance. They're playing classic Seattle baseball every single year. Seattle starts off. Hot. They play great baseball throughout the year, and then September rolls. August, September rolls around, and they just shit the bed. Just can't play good basketball. Basketball, baseball. My goodness. Uh, anyway, so uh, I talk about the Sharks, but I, I just don't know much about hockey. I mean, I've been to a couple hockey games in my life. Love going to hockey games. I, they're way better than watching on TV. So if you've never gone to a Sharks game, I'd go to a Sharks game. I mean, or go to any hockey game. There, hockey is awesome live to watch. And just you know, I I really watched the Sharks a lot. I would say during the Patrick Marlowe when they had Jonathan Chichu, um, like low, pre pre Joe Thornton basically. Just I and no uh, Owen Nolan, you know, Evan DeBakoff, those guys. That's when I really was watching hockey. And, you know, I, I always wanted to see those guys make it to the Stanley Cup and win a Stanley Cup. But, you know, it just never happened. They just never could make it. And that's the, always been the Sharks' issue is they just never could make it until 
you know, a couple years ago, right? I mean, they went and played Pittsburgh, but they got their ass kicked by Pittsburgh. I mean, Pitt, Pittsburgh's just balling. I mean, they, they, just, they can just play hockey. And Sidney Crosby and all them are just playing. They just can play hockey. But, you know, the Capitals can, uh, did it this year, and good for the Capitals. Uh, you know, I, uh, I can't, I'm like blanket on that guy who is, who's their, like, best player right now. And, um, for the Capitals, I can't even remember the guy's name right now. But, you know, just like I said, I, I'm, not, I'm not a super diehard hockey fan. Just your typical casual hockey fan, you know, your typical basketball fan, casual basketball fan. Can go in between diehard and casual with baseball, and then football season. Like I'm, I'm full force. Like that's that's where I am. Like football because it's so quick. I think that's the reason why, and that's why I, I think a lot of people are are more into football than these other sports is because it happens so quick. There's only 16 games in the regular season, and then you got the playoffs that happen so quickly. Whereas baseball, ooh, I think you got a nice pickoff. Sorry, I mean, if you're not watching the A's game right now while I'm, while I'm recording this, this the A's are playing. Edwin Jackson just picked off Joey Wendell at first. That was awesome. But, you know, like I said, I, I'm all in for the like I'm all watching the Raiders big time. Like I said, big time, still a big time Derek Carr fan, not selling his stock, not selling stock on him yet. Still shocked that they got Marshawn, though. Uh, it's, uh, I can't believe Marshawn came back to play with the Raiders. But, you know, that's awesome, though. He's Oakland native. Always loved beast mode, especially when he started his career in Buffalo. But anyway, so hopefully the next podcast, you know, get Ryan on here. Talk a little more sports. Spencer, if he ever gets on, he, he's not really a sports guy. Spencer kind of just wants to talk about random ass shit in the world, which is, you know what? If we ever talk about random shit in the world, then we'll go with that. But um, hopefully you guys want list, want to listen more. I'll see if we can get Durdock on here whenever the next podcast happens. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, hope you enjoyed.